Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the So I Was Thinking Christmas Spectacular episode. Hope you had a great Christmas. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get right into the episode. Here he goes. Full of magic. And what is up everybody? Thanks for tuning in to our Christmas Spectacular Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Jesus Baby in a Manger, Baby Jesus in a Manger episode of that, our Christmas episode. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> uh, Context, guys. That was first take improvisation. That, whew. They don't make them like they used to. <laughs> no, they do not. Wow. <laughs> I'm in shock and awe hey, currently. I do this often. <laughs> I have a podcast, you know. You do? What's it called? So I was thinking. Speaking I'll, of I'll which, check it out. yeah. If you are a new listener, if you're checking us out for the first time, follow us on the Instagrams at so I was thinking underscore podcast. I Ooh, think it was perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's good. All right, <laughs> you'll find us. <laughs> uh, we have the same logo, and uh, and uh, again, once beautifully again, this episode is brought to you by my friend Chris at Rabbit. It's hole. not Rabbit Foot. It's Rabbit Hole Records. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you want to record an album, he's your guy. If you want to record a podcast, he's he's my guy. But I'll let you bar him. And if you want to record Santa eating all the cookies, audio only. Hit him up at Rabbit Hole Record Productions. Cause he is the best. He is the best. All right, thanks for that, John Ralphio. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, today, we kind of have a Christmas theme, although Christmas passed, but... Just this weekend, though. Yeah, holiday season, right? New Year's Eve is coming up, so... Fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. <laughs> <laughs> it's the holidays, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, and I have a headache. <laughs> <laughs> so today, we're going to be talking about Emmanuel. Emmanuel. God among us? With us? Well, we us. could go among us because it's relevant right now yeah. in the culture. He's not the imposter, though. Oh, so good. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this Christmas, he's the real deal. This Christmas season, gather around with your friends and the one person who isn't Christian, throw him off the sleigh. <laughs> yeah. Vote him Don't out of the space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let him kill you. But what is what does Emmanuel mean? Yeah. So I think it's cool. Um so as we as we get into like Christmas, uh one of the cool things, one of the cool parts about the story that we read every single year or that we've heard every single year, um, is this idea of like God being born, right? And and that's a weird concept to, for you to wrap your brain around that God was born. But um, in, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 7, verse 14, Isaiah like is writing and speaking into the future. And he says, hey, one of these, you know, like soon and very soon, like a, a king will be born to you and, and, and he will be born of a virgin and he, you shall call him Emmanuel. And Emmanuel means God with us. And then in Matthew, again, very first chapter, 23rd verse, Matthew starts writing about 
this God that came to be with us. And he says, and they named him Emmanuel, which is interesting that they called him Emmanuel. And then they were like, and then, and then the baby's name was Jesus, especially in the book of Matthew. But then they, they named him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And I thought it would be cool a little bit um, for us to talk about what that means. I mean, we talked about it last episode this year has been crazy. Mm-hmm. And we, and we talked about the idea about whether or not God changes but god does not change malachi chapter 3 verse 6 and god is always with us yeah and what does that what does that look like what does it mean for god to be emmanuel like in our lives i think it's the opportunity for a relationship with god right like, we don't have a set of rules to follow. And we talked about this last episode. Um, so go watch or go listen to that if you want more details about what we talked about. But we we shouldn't have a legalistic view on Christianity. It should be more focused on our relationship with God. And, of course, that couldn't be possible if God was separated from us, you know? So back back when, like, the Bible was written, there was the kings and the peasants, right? The kings were above everybody else. They were separated in their grandiose castles, and then there was just everybody else, and there wasn't very much mingling between the two, like, class systems. And so that was why when Jesus came down from heaven to be among his people it just didn't make sense yeah the king never went down to the people and jesus so much as washed the feet of his servants because jesus is god yeah we could just as easily be his puppets which speaks so true to his character of being loving like What's the point of love if you're in control? That's a John Bellion. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> great song. <laughs> um, but uh, I had a point. But that was what's what was so special about God being among us was that, or with us, was that, like, he he got on his knees and. He suffered like us. He knew what it was like to be human. Yeah. He knew our struggles. And that's just so powerful. Yeah. And um, what's what's crazy is like we had this idea from the beginning, like, um, you know, like we, we read about like the fall of man and then and then how there was like intimate, close relationship with God in the garden. And then, you know, like because of sin that was stripped away. But this entire time, God has been making his way back to humanity and closing the gap and here, here go again and closing <laughs> the, and closing the distance. And um, and in in the book of Matthew, chapter one, he shows up and he shows up not as God above us, ruling over us. He doesn't show up as God telling us what to do. He shows up as Emmanuel, God with us. And I think for a lot of us this year, um. It's, it's just so nice to be finally at the end of it all. Um, 
surrounded by the people that we love eating good food eating good leftovers you know like Uh, we've opened up all of our presents we've we've done all the things but just looking around the room and realizing like man at the end of the day like this year has been crazy this year has been tough this year has been unlike any other year i've ever lived but god is with me god is with me i've made it Mm -hmm. i think there are points in this year that like i think me personally you know like i didn't feel like i was gonna make it i wanted to give up i want i mean like you know not not like give up but like you know i was ready to throw in the towels ready to quit my job i was ready to whatever like hide under a rock uh you know like and and just give up on a lot of things but looking back on it now it's like no we made it Mm -hmm. we got through it god is with me yeah and it's during this time just being retrospective is that is that a word yeah i hope that means what i think it means but yeah when you look back on things retrospective yeah cool (laughs) (laughs) but this time of year is all about like looking back and there's new year's resolutions and everything and i look back on this year and it's been it's been a roller coaster and i've I've had some really great times this year, but I've also had some not so great times this year. But I take the good with the bad, you know, and I see God through it all. Like I I see the times where God showed up. I see even though it felt like I was all alone, like I I looking back on it, I see God's provision. I see God um, coming through and I see God with us, um, just looking past this year. And I feel like this time can also be about trying to plan for the year ahead of us. So 2021 Mm -hmm. new year's resolutions, what are we going to do differently? What are we going to do bigger, better, like all that. But I think, I think we should just take some time to sit down and look behind us and be like, look at where, look at where we started. Uh, no, I don't deserve you. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Hamilton. No, no, no. I kind of led you on with that, but I'm sorry. Yeah, you did that. <laughs> but, um, look at where you started. Look at where you are. That would be enough. Sorry. <laughs> but, like, it's... Because we talk about the Israelites. I think I brought this up. I believe it was our first episode about how you wonder how the Israelites could literally walk through the the Red Sea. Like seeing this huge body of water split so that you can walk on dry land. And, then, and yet they still doubt God. And you wonder why that happens. And then... We go through year by year by year thinking, where's God? God's left me to die. Not looking back and seeing, oh, like God showed up here. It didn't look like it. Oh, God was providing for me just as much here as he was in like my times where I felt down. Just as much as he was providing when I felt like everything in my life was going great. Yeah. And I just... I wish we did more of that. Like maybe maybe spend just as much time 
as with self-reflection as you do with planning for this that's good. future year. Yeah, that's good because I think I think so so many times we get caught up in in what we want to do next. And I think uh, I think a good practice for faith in general is like we get stuck in where we are and we forget where we've been and we forget how God got us there along the way. Right. So like, um, and in some of like our toughest seasons, it's always, it's always hard to, to sit back and be like, you, you know, like in the middle of it, it's like, man, this sucks. I don't know how we got here. I don't know how we got to this point. I hate where I'm at right now, but like, and, and then you start to question God, like, God, like, how do we get here? You know, like I've, I've had this, this moment, like this year where it's like, God, mm-hmm. I don't like what you're doing right now. This is not fair. This is not fun. You know, like, who do you think you are? And it's silly. <laughs> it's silly. You didn't hear that one. And it's silly because like what it, uh, you know, like God hadn't, hasn't stopped being faithful and God didn't leave me. And one of my favorite, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite verses in all of the Bible is Matthew chapter 28, um, verse 19. It's the Great Commission. And he says, you know, like, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of age. Jesus lives up to his name. He is Emmanuel. He is God with us. And I thought it would be cool maybe to let you guys in and, you know, prep you guys for, so I was thinking podcast 2021, but, uh, to kind of let you in on a little bit more about us and, and like Mm -hmm. who we are and, and, you know, where we've come from. But I thought it would be cool for us to at least share, you know, like a little bit about a a moment where it's like, where we've realized, no, God is with me. We're like that very first time that you were like, you know, row like, this is this is God. This is Emmanuel in my life. He is God with me. Yeah. So for me, it's interesting because um, my faith has had its phases, right? So I grew up in a very Christian family, going to church every Sunday, all that jazz. But Jesus was never really real to me until I think it was seventh grade. I went to a summer camp and I had been to like the Christian summer camps before, but just the speaker talking, I, I realized how much I wanted a relationship with God. So all of that, the, the camp was one week long and all that week I tried really, well, I, I was kind of split that whole <laughs> week because I was also with some very, very not Christian friends because middle schoolers at a Christian camp are not not the most appropriate They're not people. saved yet. <laughs> yeah, they're middle schoolers. They're all terrible. <laughs> if you're in middle school watching, I'm sorry. <laughs> but repent. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I was split because like I had these friends that I thought were fun and I made jokes that might not have been the best jokes, but I thought they were funny um and I was just a I was a dunce. But I also wanted to be, I, I, I wanted to have a relationship with Jesus. And so I was kind of half trying that all, all that week. And then I went home and the, the feeling still stuck. And so, but I kind of, I brushed it away. And then, and then we started changing churches. And 
and then I started going to the same church as Felipe, and I, I met Felipe and some other, and I started hanging out with different people, and that was really, really, really good for me. And then in, what was it? Was was I in eighth grade or ninth? I think I was in ninth. Ninth. I went to a another youth conference, mm-hmm. and at this point, I was, um, uh, my family was getting ready to move um across across country and so i was i was leaving all my friends behind i had some plans that i wanted to fulfill but moving was gonna ruin those and i remember i think it was like a month before the conference i got really real with god for the first time and i just prayed god if you don't show up and i i get i kind of gave an ultimatum i'm like if you don't show up by the end of thrive like thrive was the name of the conference if you don't show up by the end of thrive like i'm not even gonna try to pursue this whole faith thing and so i went through my life things just kind of went nothing really happened um thrive came thrive was really really fun and then it was the last night i think and we were getting ready to leave and i was just I was kind of, I was worshiping because this was the last night and I just, the messages were really good, but I really didn't feel God in anything. And so I was like, and so I was kind of like, okay, this whole Jesus thing is a hoax. I guess I'm just going to fake it until I'm 18 and I can make my own decisions. And then Felipe was standing right behind me and he goes, Rowan, can I just pray for you real quick? And I was like, sure. And I remember that night so vividly because he prayed over things that I hadn't told anybody. And I I genuinely felt Jesus in that moment. Like, I'm here for you. Everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Like, be faithful. And it was so encouraging. And... I remember, and right after he finished praying, they were playing the song Waymaker. And he finished praying, and I looked up, and just the words, like, Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper showed up. Because Felipe was praying stuff over me, like, who I would become. And then looking up and seeing, like, Promise Keeper, Waymaker, it was like, all right, like, you're a real God. It's time to get real with this. And so what the big thing I felt was just the urgency. Like I've been waiting for, I was ninth grade. So 14 years I've been waiting, standing idle for 14 years. It's time for me to get up and do something for like God's glory. And I just felt the urgency. Like I need to get this relationship with God. Yeah. So that, that, that's kind of my, that's kind of my story. And That's then I, awesome. And then I've just been kind of riding that wave ever since, having conversations with Felipe, and and now I have I have my own podcast. Yeah, now you're the incredible. CEO of a whole podcast. Co-star. It's crazy. It's tone it down. <laughs> the what head honcho, the big boss. <laughs> what about you, Felipe? Um, I think for me, kind of like the same situation. Like I grew up in church, um, my whole life. And uh, my dad was like growing up, my dad was the first one in church and the last one to leave always. And um, 
And I remember, I remember when I was like, when I was a little bit younger than you, um, my church didn't have a youth group and my faith in, in my religion was all something that like I did because of my parents. I mean, like, like most of us. And, and it was mainly because like, I didn't have a choice. Like my parents are going to be in church. So I was going to be in church. And then, you know, like, that's what we did. That's what we do, whatever. And, um, I had no interest in it. And I also didn't have any friends my age that were believers. Like all of my friends were at school. Um, the friends that I, like we had changed church to a few times, like the church that I was going to at the time didn't have anybody my age. It was all a whole bunch of people older than me. And I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't interested in their faith. I wasn't interested in my parents' faith. Like I wanted something for me. And I remember like my mom encouraged me to go to a different church, like just because there are people my age there. And I remember the first time I showed up and there were kids my age that were like, they were like on fire for Jesus. They're like their whole lives were Jesus. I was like, y'all are weird. Like, like be normal. And like, you could be Christians and like for real, for real, when you're 20, you know, like you could be Christians for real, for real, when like you're married, like right now, like just be normal. And they weren't like, they prayed loudly. Like they sang loudly. Like they had a real relationship with God. And what was interesting was like at the time, like, because I grew up in church and I think I did Sunday school and I did all that stuff like and, and my dad, you know, like had gone to seminary and stuff like that. Like I love to debate with my dad and all this stuff. So like I knew a lot about the Bible and I would read it back and forth. I mean, I hadn't read the whole Bible till I was maybe like 20 something, but like I would read as much as I could. I had sat under so many messages, you know, like by that time, like I listened to sermons because my mom would pay them, play them at home, like all this stuff. Like I, I knew the Bible, but like they had a much more real relationship with Jesus than I did. And they didn't know as much about the Bible as I did, but they they knew Jesus more than I did. And mm -hmm. I was like, either, either y'all are weird or I'm the weird one. I'll never forget, like I went to I went to a conference retreat thing. Um, same same thing as Rowan. And I remember praying like, listen, God, if you don't show up, like say I, it's funny how similar me and Rowan are. You Sometimes. see that whole. I don't mean to interrupt you, but the whole ultimatum thing you uh, you had preached at one of the youth nights about your experience and talking about like giving got an ultimatum like show up within this time and yeah and um i was like you know what i'm gonna try that like asking you will receive right and i don't think it's very selfish to ask for god to just let himself be known so i'm gonna ask so i did yeah and so i mean so i did the same thing right like i so I'm, I, my point was i just copied felipe <laughs> oh. <laughs> um so that's what i did i was like listen you know like i I don't want this to be my parents thing. If my parents know you, then I can know you. If my friends know you, then I can know you. Like I want to know you for real. And if, if I don't get to know you, if I don't get a chance to experience you, then I'm out. I don't want to play this game. Not that I think that like Christianity was bad. Not that I thought that religion was bad, but it's like, why does everybody else get to know God? And I don't, if I don't get to know him, then I don't want this. And uh, I'll never forget. Like he showed up in the most real way and it changed my life forever. Um, but there have been so many moments along the way where like that first moment like sparked a lot. But what, how old was I? 13. So 13 years ago um, is when this all started for me. And it was like 
man, God has been with me. And I haven't, there are times obviously in my life, like, like where I've been like, I don't think you're with me. I don't think you're with me here. There are times that I know that maybe God left the room because I chose to do the wrong thing or whatever, you know, like Mm -hmm. given to bad habits or given to temptation or whatever the case. And not that I think God's omnipresence theologically, you know, like was not there, but like that God was like, "Mm, okay, this is what you want to do. I'm, I'm, I'm here if you need me, but like, I'm I'm going to excuse myself from the room for a minute, but like there've been so, but there've been so, so many more moments where it's like, I have, I felt like this may be dramatic, but that's who I am as a person. And I will not apologize, but like, you know, like where it's like, I have nothing left. I feel like I've done everything I can. I feel like life really sucks right now. And God's just like, yeah, that's, that's okay. I'm right here. I'm not I'm mm-hmm. not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh while we're while we're kind of talking about our stories. Um I think last episode I brought up how the first time I met Felipe I didn't like him because um I've I've never I'm I'm homeschooled and uh so I don't talk to people very often so I'm kind of introverted and Felipe is not. <laughs> What? And so I walked in. I'm introverted. I've I walked been in my whole life. I I didn't. So we switched churches, right? I think I was in eighth grade. Yeah, yeah. eighth grade. I switch. We switched churches, so I had to go to a different youth group without my friends, and I did not want to go to the youth group. But my parents said, if you go to the just one this one youth group, then like if you don't like it, then you don't have to go if you do like it, like whatever. Sweet, continue. Awesome. Yeah, you can continue going. Awesome, wow. And so, um, <laughs> so I went and I walk in, and they're signing a waiver, and they had like a nacho table. This is how introverted I was. Like introverted I am. I wanted nachos, but other people were at the table. And so I was just like, no. And Felipe, <laughs> Felipe came up to me. He's like, hey, like, what's your name? It's like, Rowan. He's like, you want some nachos? I'll, and I was like, okay. <laughs> and so just grabbed my nachos. And then Felipe walked away. And I was like, God, he's obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, ugh. This I is remember that rough. night differently. I remember that night differently. Here's how <laughs> I remember that story. I had met you the the Sunday before. Did you? Something like that. Like, at least I knew your name. This is how I remember it. It could be entirely wrong. You have a better memory about stuff like this than I do. And and we were doing our kickoff, and I was like, hey, you coming on Wednesday? Like, you know, you're like, eh, whatever. You didn't really, like, give me the time of day on Sunday. And I was like, oh, okay. But you know me. And and so then I uh, it was Wednesday. And we were getting. Wow, I'm re- I'm really gassy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I keep burping. <laughs> and this is, uh, this is a chiller episode. Yeah. OK, fine. I, I can sit back. And uh, and we. I remember knowing your name and I was like, oh, he might come. He might not or whatever. But then like we're getting ready, like we're setting up all this nacho stuff and whatever. And then all of a sudden, like you walk through the door and I go, Rowan. 
And that's just the like that. I knew I hated, <laughs> hated yeah, you. Yeah, I could tell by his face. He was like, he was like. I was I also really this. chubby then. What does that have to do with it? We should, oh, we should post pictures of me. I was a chubster. I had meat to my bones, so but not the muscle kind. <laughs> and then, and then, I, and then, I could tell by his face that he was like, "I hate you." And I, I could, like, my immediate reaction is like, "We're probably gonna be best friends." <laughs> <laughs> the funny. minute, the minute I saw it on your face that you didn't like me, I was like, "No, he's gonna like me." Yeah, no. And then, and then I remember staying, and I was like, "It wasn't bad," and my parents didn't. I forget why going to the other youth group just wasn't an option. And I was just like, there's nothing better for me to do. I'm just going to go next Wednesday because we had small groups. So then going to small groups and then the the people there were um, how do, funny. Yeah, <laughs> they were interesting. I, I liked I liked listening in on the people because. Some of the situa- or some of the stuff we talked about was kind of goofy, and I liked it. And then uh, that year, oh, that's when I liked you. So the thrive. Oh. So I've been to thrive twice. I went to thrive twice. The second time was my big Jesus moment. The first time was when I decided maybe Felipe, maybe maybe Felipe isn't so bad after all. So I was with, um, I was with a group of friends. And they have, if anybody here is like running Thrive, and if they see this, it was Rowan. <laughs> it wasn't me. But there's a bit. There's always like a big wall of where you can write down what you hope to gain out of. Is that what thrive. that wall was for? Yeah, it's like where you put like your hopes and Ooh. dreams and like what you see in your future. Rowan, how dare you? And me and my friends were goofing around, and so I wrote "butt" on the wall, and uh, and so it's like, like oh, Silas was his name. I'm like oh, Silas wrote "butt" on the wall, and so we're like, no, he didn't, Rowan. That's your handwriting. I'm like no, and so Felipe came in. And he's like, what's going on? And I'm like. Silas wrote butt on the wall and he's like, All right, everybody write butt on the wall. And including Felipe wrote butt on the wall. And you got to the bottom of it, <laughs> if you know what I mean. They found out it was me, but it's become sort of a tradition. tradition to go to Thrive and write butt on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. And so yeah. Oh, uh, it's great it was great. And that's when I was like, Oh, Felipe's actually kinda funny and he's kinda chill. Um that's what everybody says about me. That's what my Yelp review says about me. Kind of funny, chill. kind of chill. Yeah. They also throw in the obnoxious in there, but it's like, oh, come on. But he's funny and he's chill. You know? Yeah, but he's also really obnoxious. <laughs> hey, it happens. But yeah, More I think. More often than not. <laughs> hey, you know. Emmanuel. You're an <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, like, what's cool is like we have all these moments in life and we have like all of these stories that we get to experience. And you probably have your own story if you're listening in and you've had a moment or two or three or five where like you've known that God showed up and you've known that he is Emmanuel. And one of my I, I love I love certain parts of the Bible and I love them a lot. And um, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite stories is a story about a guy that Jesus heals and he was blind. And Jesus 
had this thing about doing miracles when he wasn't quote unquote supposed to because there were rules about whether or not you should make a blind man see again. And they were put in by people that were too religious for their own good. And so Jesus heals this blind man and and they Jesus like runs away sneakily. It's like he was playing tag with his blind guy. He's like, you can see. And then he runs. And then, yeah. And then, uh, and then they get this blind guy and they start questioning him. They're like, so who healed you? Where was he? How tall was he? What did he look like? When did he heal you? I need dates. I need times and I need them now. And the guy was like, uh, I think it was that Jesus guy. Everybody keeps talking about. I didn't see him. And, And when I like, I could see he had run away. I'm paraphrasing the story by a lot, just so you guys know. And then, and they didn't, but they didn't believe this guy because it's like there's no way, you know, like he was blind his whole life. We know him. We know he's been blind. And so they brought in his parents, like, when did your son start seeing? And what? Who did this? And then they're like, uh, our son's an adult. He can answer for himself. And so they bring the guy back in, and this guy like has the most powerful testimony I've ever, like you you could probably ever read, and it, because it's so simple. And this guy says, listen, I don't know what else to tell you, man. I was blind and now I see. And then I think at this point he had figured out Jesus done. It. He goes, Jesus did it. Yeah, Jesus did it. And for that guy, he was Emmanuel because, you know, like he was a blind beggar and he was used to people coming in and out of his life and dropping money and, you know, taking care of him. But in that moment, like Jesus was Emmanuel. He was God with him and God touched his eyes and opened them so that he could see. And that's the moment that Rowan had. That's the moment that I had. It's a moment that we can't, we don't really have a lot of words for other than, hey, Jesus showed up and he was Emmanuel. And in that moment, the God of the universe was actually God with me. This massive, majestic God, creator God that spoke and stars happened and the universe existed. This God all of a sudden spoke to me and he was real with me in that moment and that's that's the cool thing about christmas Mm. is all the stories that we hear and you can go and you can trace out other world religions and and stuff like that um when you look at the babylonian gods and the greek gods and all of the ancient gods they created mankind to serve them they created mankind to be their slaves and they created mankind you know just just out of just because they ran out of things to do it seems like You know, like especially like the Greek gods and the Babylonian gods, it's like, ah, whatever. They're going to serve us. They're going to bring us. They're going to feed us grapes while we do God things, which is sit sit on a mountain and relax, you know. Mm -hmm. But then you have this story of, of, no, that's not who that's not who God was at all. God did create the universe. God did does play a much larger role in some of the things that we can even begin to understand. But then. God himself, you know, showed up in the story, in our story, in our translation and in our understanding of the story. And now we get to know him Mm -hmm. because he's with us. Yeah. And like I talked about like my big God moment. Right. But that's the moment I realized God was real and I like the urgency that I need to follow him. And I've been, I haven't been walking that uh, path perfectly ever since that happened. But um, the places where I've seen God the most 
has been in my lowest points. Mm. Like, God shows up in the quiet, not in the big, loud storm. Although, and I think that's just a perfect testimony. Because, like, yeah, God shows up in the big storms. Like, in the middle of a youth conference, I'm jamming out to, like, I'm jumping up and down at a Thrive conference. And then, and, and I get to see him, and it's this awesome experience and then I go home and I start living life to like my day to day life trying to navigate like all right God is real what does this mean like what's next but um yeah I slipped up I've slipped up and I've had some low moments after that but we all do yeah and what I mean is I'd I didn't see God then. Like, I remember so many times being like, where are you, God? Like, what's, what are you trying to do? Because you, you, you tripping. <laughs> like, you're you're crazy. And then just thinking back on it now, it's like, yeah, that was for the better. There's just been so many moments where it, at Thrive, I felt God and it was great, but God was with me so much more than that, than yeah. I knew. Yeah. And we were talking about this the other day. I'm going to end with this or maybe we'll end. I don't know. But like we were talking about this the other night about how we have like these big mountaintop experiences with God, right? They're, they're the conferences, they're, they're the retreats, yeah. they're like all the big moments that can that we can remember, but we have those big moments so that we remember God in the low moments. We have, we have mountaintop experiences because life happens in the valley. Life happens in the in-between. Life happens in the moments where it's not so pretty. Yeah. And, and it's easy to want to give up in those moments. It's easy to want to forget, but we have those mountaintop experiences and moments so that they carry us through the valley. You know, like what's, what's crazy is like, there are stories over and over and over and over again about people meeting God on the mountain. So, so Moses went up and met with God on the mountain and he, and he stayed up there for 40 days and 40 nights and he heard from God and he saw God and he heard, you know, heard God's voice audibly. And he saw God write on some stones with, with his own fingers, you know, like the 10 commandments. And he had this moment, but then the rest of his life was a desert. The rest of Mm -hmm. Moses's life was spent walking in a desert, but Every once in a while, Moses got to meet with God on the mountaintop. Yeah. And then you have the story of the 12 disciples or the three disciples. It's one of my favorite stories. Jesus calls three out of his 12 to go up with him to the mountain to pray. And on this mountaintop, they see they see the transfiguration of Jesus. They see Jesus no longer as just a man, but they see him as God. Mm-hmm. And they have this awesome moment. And Jesus like leaves them out. I was like, "Shh, don't tell anybody," because that revelation was supposed to carry them not on the mountain. Mm-hmm. That revelation of who God was, of who Jesus was, was supposed to carry them off of the mountain and into their regular lives. And and it's 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 incredible. John, the closest disciple to Jesus, he was the only disciple to follow G- to follow Jesus to Golgotha to the mount of the skull where Jesus was crucified real heavy metal stuff yeah and he and he 
saw his Lord, his friend, his Savior die. And then that carried him the rest of his life. Because after he saw him die on the mountaintop, he saw him come out the grave. And that changed the rest mm. of his life. Um, and then he saw him, you know, like rise again and, and, and yeah, be yeah, taken yeah, up yeah. into heaven. That's for Easter. We'll get yeah, we'll get later. to Easter. We'll do a cool episode for Easter. We do have one planned, by the way. We're a little bit. Do we? I do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we do. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like the, the thing, the thing about God is. He does meet us on mountaintop moments and we do have these wonderful experiences with him where maybe we hear his voice for the first time. Maybe we have somebody pray over us. Maybe it's at a conference or at a retreat, whatever it is. And those are those are amazing. And those are the moments that we realize God is actually with us like he's real and he shows up. But then I think I realize, like you said, he's real in the moments where it sucks. The moments where they're not so glorious and mysterious and whatever, they're kind of mundane. You know, like I can't tell you about how often I'm I'm showering or I'm driving and I'm just like listening to worship music or I'm just praying and thinking out loud. And then God shows up in those moments where you don't expect yeah. it. And that gets me through more than a lot of the the big moments, you know. Yeah, Thrive. Thrive uh, revealed God to me, but alone in bed or like in the shower. That's where my relationship grew with mm. God. Yeah. It's all fun. It's really fun. Life is life. It's a lot better to go through it with somebody. And God is with us. What's Emmanuel. That? What's that saying? Uh, God is always good. No. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. That yeah was for my dad because he always makes fun of me for saying yeah like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you get that from me? Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, see. <laughs> my hood friend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Felipe is yeah. a true blood gangster. We don't need to be put that on the podcast. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram at So I Was Thinking Podcast. You can get the behind the scenes there. Yeah. All right. Happy New Year's, guys. Oh, yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's. It's in two days. New Year's is in two days. That's insane. I can't believe it. We that. made it. COVID's over. Don't say that. <laughs> that's I'm I'm hoping. <laughs> new Year, new me. Um, that's what I'm hoping COVID would say. And it's gone. New Year, new me. I'm out. Yeah. And then and then life is normal. Hooray. Can we do that Christmas music one more time for the outro? Yeah, Felipe, take it away, because you killed it at the beginning. I'll kill it again, but maybe not in the best way this time. Because you know what? Hey, listen, it's Christmas. I know it's a little bit past Christmas. Maybe you got a loved one. Maybe you got an enemy. Maybe you got an acquaintance <laughs> that you were like, man, I probably should have gotten them something for Christmas. If you had to... So oh, I was thinking podcast on Instagram. You can plug. hit you can hit the link in our bio. You can buy some merch. Also, we got a surprise. We have a few surprises in store for 
2021. Yeah, guys. We're taking this podcast to the next level. We are going live every... No, <laughs> I'm kidding. You should have seen Rowan's face. So. We're getting a pet giraffe. So support us and buy some merch so we can afford the food for the giraffe. We already have a giraffe. His name is Remy. Oh, guys. That would be a good episode. Just have Remy on and it's yeah. just us yelling at him. Stop biting. <laughs> <laughs> Remy Sit. is my dog for those... Who don't it's know. his puppy. Put, we should post a picture of Remy. We should we let should. the world meet Remy because he's beautiful. <laughs> he's such a pretty dog. He is. Good boy. Yeah. All right. Let's hit that. Let's hit that music one more time. And it's our Christmas episode. Felipe. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's. Let's have Felipe lead us into the new year. Wait. Ten. Nine. <laughs> Eight. Seven. Six. Five. We don't, oh, we four, can't do it. Oh, shoot. Oh, never mind. <laughs> can't do the music right now, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We love you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's. Happy Holidays. All of the things. We'll see you in 2021. Love you. Just kidding. Here we go. Cue the music. Thank you for tuning in to So I Was Thinking Podcast. Have a great Happy New Year. We love you. That was good. (laughs) Peace.